Okay, now uh, what we will do is, see we are doing Canto 5, Chapter 1, okay. So this is the activities of Maharaj Priyavrata. Actually what we had ended at that point in time, we were now supposed to begin the new chapter about the second son. Okay, this is the second Manu and uh, how the entire thing progresses. So we are going to take on from there. So we will begin chapter 1. King Parikshit inquired from Sukhdev Goswami, O great sage, why did King Priyavrata, who was great self-realized devotee of the Lord, remain in household life, which is the root cause of karma, that is fruitive activity, and which defeats the mission of human life? Now this is a question I think most of the people are very much concerned with, especially from our group. Because those who are on the spiritual path, they are involved in the fruitive activities, that is the material worldly activities, like family matters, wife, children, this, that, you know, all those things. So everybody is involved in the fruitive activities, connected to the material world. So then how does a person come out of this and reach God? Let just close that thing. So, devotees are certainly liberated persons. Therefore, O greatest of the Brahmanas, they cannot possibly be absorbed in family affairs. So, like yesterday what Padma had asked me the question, it is also based on that, where you will find that the devotees of Krishna, the devotees of Krishna, they are already liberated people. That means the gopis and the gopikas, they are already are liberated souls. They are not, they don't need liberation, liberation the way we look at it. Then if they are already a liberated person, then why are they absorbed in family matters? Which is a very basic question. No? So why are the gopis involved in the family matters? The gopis are the people, those who come from the Golok Vrindavan. Elevated Mahatmas who have taken shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna are fully satiated by the shade of the lotus feet. Their consciousness cannot possibly become attached by family to family members. So those who are the gopis and the gopikas, those who come from the domain of Sri Krishna, those who are the devotees of Sri Krishna, how can they be devoted to some other person in their world? That means on one side you are devoted to Krishna and on the other side you are devoted to your family. How is that possible? The king continued, O great Brahmana, this is my very great doubt. How is it possible for a person like King Priyavrata, who was so much attached to his wife, children and home, to achieve the topmost infallible protection in Krishna consciousness? So the question is very much valid. Sisukdev Goswami said, What you have said is correct. The glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is praised in eloquent, transcendental words, by such exalted personalities as Brahma are very pleasing to great devotees and liberated persons. One who is attached to the nectarian honey of the Lord's lotus feet and whose mind is always absorbed in his glories may sometimes be checked by some impediment but he still never gives up the exalted position that he has acquired. So Goswami, Sukhdev Goswami is telling, he, yes you are absolutely right. What you have said is correct. The glories of Krishna, who is praised by everybody, literally everybody in this world who is a devotee of Krishna, praises Krishna so much. And what are they doing, including Brahmaji? Brahmaji is constantly in meditation on Krishna's feet alone. So then how can these people be associated with this other thing? So are they willing to give up this exalted position? Exalted position of becoming a devotee of the divine. How can that person give up such a type of a position? Sukhdev Goswami continued, My dear King Priyavrata was a great devotee because he sought the lotus feet of Narada, his spiritual master, and thus achieved the highest perfection in transcendental knowledge. So when you need to get some of the highest answers that are needed, like these kind of answers, you need to go to your guru to get the answers. Because what happens in the material world is, 
the material world we are constantly associated with our family relatives friends and so on and so forth but when you get to meet your spiritual master you get the answers that are needed for your spiritual wheel growth with advanced knowledge he always engaged in discussing spiritual subjects and did not divert his attention to anything else so when a person is with the spiritual master it is very very important to focus on to the spiritual growth of every individual so every person who comes should come up with questions and related issues only to the spiritual issues the prince's father then asked him to take charge of the ruling the world he tried to convince priyavrata that this was his duty as indicated by the revealed scriptures prince priyavrata however was continuously practicing bhakti yoga by constantly remembering krishna thus engaged in the sense in the service of the lord therefore although the order of his father could not be rejected the prince did not welcome it thus he was very conscious con- consciously consciously raised the question of whether he might be diverted from devotional service by accepting the responsibility of ruling the world so at that point in time the prince's father told him that you need since you are so much involved in the bhakti mark of sri krishna you should be also involved in taking care of your kingdom your kingdom is very very important so it is the same story that we had done also in the guru charitra or rather we shall be doing where ramdas sant ramdas he is the spiritual guru of shivaji maharaj and at that point in time shivaji maharaj is become completely a spiritual person and he doesn't want to get involved in the material worldly issues so what happens is he tells his master i don't want to get involved in the ruling of the kingdom because i am in the spiritual world and the spiritualists do not get involved in the material factions that is the type of work that we do in the material world so at that point in time ramdas sant ramdas says to him that see who do you think this kingdom belongs to so he says i have offered my crown at your feet shivaji maharaj tells his guru that i have offered my crown and my crown jewels at your feet so he says the kingdom is owned by you this whole universe is owned by the my spiritual master so he says yes if that is the case i appoint you as the caretaker of my kingdom so go and take care of my kingdom this is my duty for you so it is called guru agya guru agya following important these kind of things are very very important so actually the guru is not involved in this what the guru is doing is he is directing the individual person towards his true calling why are you born in this world if you are born in this world to raise bow and arrow and shoot like arjuna then you have to do your duty even though you are involved in spiritual matters with sri krishna with sri krishna has didn't arjuna find out who he is so he was his devotee is the dearest devotee then why should he do any work but krishna himself guides him and tells him lift your bow and arrow and shoot i want you to be in charge as a commander in chief of yudhishthir's army yudhishthir is the king you are the commander in chief so you have to take your charge and do your duty though on one side you will be involved in the devotional aspect and on the other you will be involved in the spiritual aspect and also taking care of the kingdom so after yudhishthir becomes the king then arjuna is given the task of improving the kingdom that means he goes about conquering lands performing n number of ashwamedha yagyas the lands right up to burma and southeast asia were conquered by him so even today if you go to say bangkok thailand or if you go to myanmar okay or if you go beyond right up to saigon which is vietnam if you go right up till there you will still find that there are temples where arjuna and krishna's statues are there no doubt about it yes bali is bali is full of that and cambodia yes so the entire southeast asia was called in in that is a, that's a part of an indo china 
that entire portion and this region extended so arjuna went right up to the end to conquer lands right up to there and he had six marriages after that one of them was the king of the naga nagaland you know what we call today nagaland assam northeast india so like that so the job was given by krishna to him directly so in the same way ramdas sant ramdas he has given the job to shivaji maharaj saying that you rule the kingdom in my behalf so shivaji maharaj says yes i will do it what he says can i have your padukas so he takes the padukas of his spiritual master and keeps them on the throne and rules the kingdom sitting at the side of them and every time the moment he came to know that his master is somewhere where close by he had a lot of spies by the way so his spies used to go out and find out where the master is now and the moment he came to know that he is close by he would run to him he had eight ministers and these eight ministers would come on their horseback and their elephants and all that whereas shivaji maharaj would be running on his feet without his chappals and all he would the moment he came to know that there is a chavni chavni means a, a you know place where they have this tambu you know tambu laga ke wo log rehte hain usko chavni bolte hain you know cantonment cantonment is a chavni so the moment he came to know that his master is camping somewhere close by he would run to that place and uh, if you really want the documentation of this it is there in a book okay which uh, um uh, next time if i get a chance i will read it from that book to actually understand how this entire thing has happened because it is there and the whole world used to call shivaji maharaj mad fellow absolutely crazy because he would run to his master every now and then and then everybody would follow last time i told you the story you know how he ate that sukha rukha sukha roti giving away all the good food away to everybody who had come so like that so listening to the master and ruling the kingdom that is following the true calling he is a kshatriya what is the kshatriya's job the job of the kshatriya is to rule the kingdom and that is what he was doing and that is exactly what his father priyavrata's father had told him to do so now let us see what he says so the priya prince's father then asked him to take charge of ruling the world he tried to convince priyavrata that this was his duty as indicated by the revealed scriptures duty swadharma everybody has a swadharma now you may wonder you know what is my swadharma to know the swadharma you need to understand what exactly you are doing and then you will follow the subtle nonsense that are dropped every now and then you will understand that yes okay this is what my swadharma is this is what i am supposed to do and doing that job is extremely important prince priyavrata however was continuously practicing bhakti yoga by constantly remembering krishna thus engaged in the sense of the service of the lord therefore although the order of the father could not be rejected the prince did not welcome it we may not welcome it because we will think you know why should i work why should i do this i just want to be lost in the spiritual consciousness i don't want to be involved in the work that is given to me why should i do this kind of a work thus he was conscientiously raising the question of whether he might be diverted from re- devotional service by accepting the responsibility of ruling the world so that is the reason why the gig has questioned the authority of his spiritual master as well why should i do this work that is of ruling the kingdom sukhdev goswami continued the first created being and the most powerful demigod in the universe is lord brahma who is always responsible for developing universal affairs born directly from the supreme personality of godhead he dis- dedicates his activities to the welfare of the entire universe for he knows the purpose of the universal creation the supremely powerful lord brahma accompanied by his associates and the personified vedas left their own abode in the highest planetary system and descended to the place of prince priyavrata's meditation so what happened is when this question was raised at that time brahma ji along with vedas shastras that are there they 
along with all the other denizens of his land, they all wanted to visit King Priyavrata. As Lord Brahma descended in his carrier, the great swan, all the residents of the planets called Siddha Loka, Gandharva Loka, Sadhya Loka, Charana Loka, as well as the great sages and the demigods flying in the different directions, airplanes, assembled there within the canopy of the sky to receive Lord Brahma and worship him. As he received respect and adoration from the residents of the various planets, Lord Brahma appeared just like a full moon surrounded by illuminating stars. Lord Brahma's great swan then arrived at the border of Gandhamadana mountain and approached Prince Priyavrata who was sitting there. So at that time what happens? King's, uh, the king is sitting over there. At that point in time Brahmaji comes along with his entire group. The Lord Brahma, father of Narad Muni, is the supreme person within this universe. As soon as Narada saw the great swan, he could understand that Lord Brahma has arrived. Therefore, he immediately stood up along with Swayam Bhumanu and his son Priyavrata. You remember, this is the second son, isn't it? Right? The story is continuing from the earlier book. Whom Narada was instructing. Thus they folded their hands and began to worship Lord Brahma with great respect. King Pra- My dear King Parikshit, because Lord Brahma has finally descended from Satya Loka to Bhu Loka, Narad Muni, Prince Priyavrata and Swayambhu Manu came forward to offer him object of worship and to praise him highly qualified language according to Vedic etiquette. At that time Lord Brahma, the original person of the universe, felt compassion for Priyavrata and looking upon him with a smiling face, spoke to him as follows. What does Brahmaji do? Brahmaji has arrived with his coterie over there. And the moment he is the spiritual master of his son, isn't it? If you remember, he is the spiritual master of Narad Muni himself. He is his spiritual master. And also, he is the one who is the greatest devotee of Sri Krishna himself. Now, coming back to Narad Muni, King Priyavrata and Swayambhu Manu, all three great get up from their seats and they start praising Brahmaji. That is Atiti Devabho. As we say, you know, we are always supposed to consider the guest. Actually, Brahmaji cannot be called as a guest because he is our father. He is the one who has created us. So, we cannot call him our guest. He becomes the highest person as far as we are concerned. Actually, there was one question that was asked. The question that was asked was, why is it that all these chapters, all these things that are opening up to us, why? Why are they pointing towards us in a particular way? Every individual who attends the satsang will find that there is something related to what they are going through. The question is there in their mind. Why should I do this? Why should I do that? Now think about it from this perspective. Everything has to fall in place at one time, isn't it? We call it yoga yoga. Okay, it's not coincidence, it's not coincidence, let me tell you this much. Certain words will appear at a certain point in time because you are supposed to hear them. And this is the reason why everybody gets to hear the words that are supposed to be. Yes. So now you will see why these kind of things are happening. So, Lord Brahmaji, the Supreme Person within the universe said, My dear King Priyavrata, kindly hear attentively what I shall say to you. Do not be jealous of Supreme Lord, who is beyond our experimental measurements. All of us, including Lord Shiva, your father and the great sage Maharshir Narada, must carry out the orders of the Supreme Divine Person, that is, Sri Krishna. We cannot deviate from his order. Krishna's orders can never be deviated from. Whether you may be a direct devotee of Krishna or you may not be a devotee of Krishna. You may be just an atheist person or you may be a person who is an agnostic in this world. You may be a person who is not at all connected to this domain of Krishna. You may think Krishna is nobody to you. Even such type of people have to be associated with Krishna because he is the supreme master of not only this entire universe but including Brahmaji, including Shiva and this entire creation. So we have to always listen to what he says. One cannot avoid 
the order of the supreme personality of god at sri krishna nor by the strength of severe austerities and exalted education or a power of mystic yoga physical prowess or intellectual activities so what is he saying he is saying that suppose you have intellectual activities suppose you are any kind of thing that you are doing you are doing say you are doing severe austerities or you are doing exalted education in vedic vedas or you have mystic yoga even all these things put together even if you have everything put together also still you cannot avoid the order of sri krishna nor can one use his power of religion his material opulence or any other means either by himself or the help of others to defy the orders of lord sri krishna that is not possible for any living being from brahma down to the ant so this is what it is actually many a times you know yesterday i was also told that why is it that you pass on subliminal messages now this is a word i have never heard of that much but what is subliminal message something like that it's an undercurrent message you know you listen to some words and you feel oh he is talking to me he is pointing at me he is talking to me directly okay he is accusing me of things no understand this there is nothing like a subliminal message it's a direct message to you the direct message is this sri krishna's orders are very very important whether you are a yogi or a bhogi or whatever does not matter there are no choices for you whether you are a brahma ji himself or shiva or whoever you don't have any choices so everybody in this world no one can use the power of religion you cannot say you know my religion says i cannot do this i'm sorry you can't do that his material opulence matlab paisa ke you know paise ke zor ke upar people will say i don't want to do this or either by himself or by other help of others with the help of others people say i don't want to talk or to defy the orders of sri krishna that is not possible for any living being right from brahma ji and to the smallest of the ant my dear priyavrata by the orders of sri krishna all living entities accept different types of bodies from birth and death activity lamentations illusion fear of future dangers unhappiness and distress so everybody is supposed to accept a body accepting a body again we don't have choices we think you know that we have a choice of accepting the body no again body that is available to us we you are number tumhara number aa gaya to tumko jana padega sir you don't have choices over there at all <laughs> no nobody can decide i don't want to accept there is no such thing as you know rejection no rejection <laughs> Uh, you said that uh, the bodies are chosen depending on the purpose and that is why the particular body is being correct see what happens is let us say you have 10 different karmas associated with you now in these 10 different karmas that are associated with you one i'll just give about four five examples one is you have murdered some man in some life second is you owe you owe a lot of things as a farmer right third could be that you need to pay for drowning some person let us take only these three examples what the body that is available is the body of a fish so which karma is going to fructify now drowning correct the third one isn't it so your third karma is on this time so now as a fish you are only going to be in the water 24 bar 7 all right so do you get this point second time it may so happen that you have a body of a small creature called the bee so you remember as a farmer you owed somebody no so as a bee you have to go and pollinate so many flowers 
and ensure that there is a lot of food grains available to whoever that you owe. Can you imagine how this entire universe works? So we do not have the choice there. Body is available, karma is uh, is like you know, ek gadi ek ke piche ek ek ke piche ek gadi lag ke. Oh, that devotees of the Lord is what happens is, okay, what you said is also understandable. Let us say the devotee of the Lord is there. He has come from the goal of Vrindavana. Okay, now they will all go in a group. So now let us say for example, Sri Krishna appears in Vrindavana. So he will have a part of the group over there. Then he appears in Dwarka. He will have a part of group over there also. So he, wherever he moves, he moves in that group and the activity that is specific to that person will be given to that person. Now think about it like this. The people, okay, those who are there in Vrindavan are associated with what? They are gopis, they are associated with cows, isn't it? So the type of job that was associated was providing this kind of infrastructure over there. Now tell me something, did the gopis take up arms? Did they fight with anybody? No. no. If you recollect, there is a story where they had to move from one village to the other. Correct? Yes. At that point in time, the whole village is moving from one place to the other, Gokul. Yes. Right? They are moving to Gokul. At that point in time, why are they moving? Because the king of that land, Kamsa, yes. has issued specific orders. And these are Gwalas. They are not supposed to take up arms. Now think about it from this point of view. When Sri Krishna takes up arms and he becomes the king of Dwarka, his associates will be those gopis, those people from Goloka who know how to fight, isn't it? They will not be Gwalas over there. Did you get the point? So as per his dedication, as per whatever the job that he's come for, they will appear in that position for that purpose only. Did you understand this? So these are specifics. Like say for example, today in today's day and age, suppose Sri Krishna has appeared in Bengaluru. Okay. Tomorrow he wants to go to Tokyo. So you think in Tokyo he will not have his group over there or what? And day after tomorrow he wants to go to Moscow. Oh, they are all uh, communist over there. No sir, he will have his group over there also. <laughs> so wherever he goes, he will have his group. So this is how the whole system works. Okay? So, my dear Priyavrata, by the order of the Supreme Personality of God and all living entities, accept different types of bodies for birth and death activity activity i told you know activity what is the activity that is needed lamentations now if you remember lamentations who is lamenting all the time kunti okay and gandhari she is lamenting all the time ki you know mere bacche mar gaye and this and that illusions some people who are always constantly in illusion or fear of future dangers and happiness and distress. So whichever part that is required, they are going to be there for that. My dear boy, all of us are bound by the Vedic injunctions of the divisions of Varnashrama according to our qualities and work. This is a lesson on Swadharma. Do you get the point? This lesson is on Swadharma. The activities of Maharaj Priyavrata is a very important lesson on Swadharma. So let us see how the whole thing works out. So all of us are bound by Vedic injunctions related to the Varnashrama. What Varna have we come in? If you recollect, our second part of the program that we are going to do is related to which Varna you are coming from. Isn't it? So, then, our qualities and work. These divisions are difficult to avoid because they are scientifically arranged. The Varna has been scientifically arranged. 
वी मस्ट देर फॉर कैरी आउट आवर ड्यूटीज अवर एन आश्रमा धर्मा लाइक बुल्स ऑब्लाइज टू मूव अकॉर्डिंग टू द डायरेक्शन ऑफ द ड्राइवर पुलिंग ऑन रोप्स नॉट एड टू देयर नोजेस माई डियर प्रियाव्रता अकॉर्डिंग टू आवर एसोसिएशन विथ डिफरेंट मोड्स ऑफ मटीरियल नेचर Krishna gives us our specific bodies and the happiness and the distress we achieve one must therefore remain situated as he is and is conducted by the supreme personality of godhead exactly as a blind man is led by a person who has eyes with which to see so at this point in time he is being told very clearly you have to follow everything as per the varna that you are in as per the duty of that particular varna that you are in then if the body that you have been given by krishna is associated with distress what do you do you have to do it there are no choices if your whole life is only full of trouble 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 and trouble you have no choices but to go through trouble till the end of your life one must therefore be situated you have to be situated as he is and conduct by sri krishna exactly like a blind man is led by a person with the eyes who have to see even if one is liberated he nevertheless accepts the body he has received according to his past karma so even the liberated souls now rajesh's question is getting answered over here even the liberated souls they have certain karmas now remember if you recollect the karma is absorbed by sri krishna right that means any agami karma is absorbed by sri krishna right and krishna's domain is such that he accepts everything that comes to him it is all literally piled up imagine it's like a very big khazana now in the khazana there are thousands and thousands of karma associated over there ना विशेष देखो हम लोग है ना अभी फीफा खेलने जा रहे हैं तो ये ये रूम में से जाके है ना फुटबॉल ले लो शूज ले लो <laughs> जर्सी ले लो कृष्णा टीम का जर्सी लेके आओ जाओ ओके दैट इज वन साइड देन ही सेज ओके नो आई एम गोइंग टू प्ले क्रिकेट इन द लॉर्ड्स एट दैट टाइम यू कैनॉट टेक अ फुटबॉल एंड गो यू हैव टू टेक अ क्रिकेट बैट अ स्टम्स you know all those things that are supposed to take and go so imagine these are karmas these karmas are in cold storage so when krishna wants to come in the material world for doing something you have to accept some of it like a chilkhat chilkhat means the covering of the body you know that uh, metallic covering of the body which they use in the Ar- war armor armor sort of now chilkhat uh, I do, I do, yes it's a, it's a kind of an armor Uh, it is made out of very tiny uh, what do you call that chains yes chains chains you know chains and these chains have been put in such a way they are made of metal so anybody trying to stab you or do something about it because it is in chains you cannot see the armor it's like the knight in the shining armor his armor is made of thick metal like that you can see the metal but chilkhat cannot be seen it is as if like a woven type of a thing okay and that protects the person from somebody performing some sort of an action so you have to wear that literally if you are going out there going to fight for him you better wear all those things without misconceptions however he regards his enjoyments and suffering due to the karma the way an awakened person regards a dream as he has while sleeping he does remain steadfast <coughs> and never works to achieve another material body under the influence of the three modes of the material nature so what happens yes surakshak kavacha <laughs> so what does he do now this revealed person the person who has become the divine gopi okay now he is coming he is the devotee of the lord he is coming on this earth so he needs to accept a body so he accepts a body which is going to be the closest to krishna because he is going to be a part of the group but he also has to accept the karma associated with it so remember the body 
associated with karma body with karma you have to take that and you have to come down and take up that body but what is that what is a big but he regards without misconceptions he regards his body that is his enjoyment or his suffering due to the karma the way an awakened person regards a dream while sleeping so this person is supposed to consider his karma which has come to him as if like a dream as if like a dream means doing the duties and knowing fully well that he is only there to serve the purpose of sri krishna alone and nothing else he does remain steadfast and never works to achieve another material body under the influence of three gunas right so that means what this person who has come as a devotee of the lord he ensures that he understands the truth what is the truth that he is a divine gopi he understands this truth see i am using the term gopi just for understanding purpose it's a devotee the devotee of sri krishna he understands that he has come in this world whatever distress that is there whatever suffering that is there whatever happiness that is coming is there because that body is associated with that particular karma so you have taken the body you have come to this but knowing fully well that you have come to this world you are a krishna's devotee you are only going to perform the action that is needed by him rest of it you will just have to follow the body's orders whatever they are you are supposed to be doing this or that associated with the body that is where the swadharma comes into the play so let us see how the swadharma enters the picture even if he goes from forest to forest one who is not self controlled must always fear material bondage because he is living with six co-wives what are the six co-wives the mind and the six senses there <laughs> there is wives <laughs> so the mind and the knowledge acquiring senses the knowledge acquiring senses are eyes ears and all that okay the other are the action ones the action we are not concerned with the mind and the knowledge acquiring senses even householders life however cannot harm a self satisfied learned man who has conquered his senses such a person is supposed to conquer the senses and so even if he is in the material world doing a job of a householder he knows fully well that he is only doing a job the body has a certain functionality he is supposed to perform the functions the rest of it is not important one who is situated in household life and who systematically conquers his mind and five sense organs is like a king in the fortress who conquers the powerful enemies after one has been trained in household life and his lusty desires have decreased he can move anywhere without danger so overcoming the senses is the first thing in the world to do the mind and the senses these are the two important things to overcome in this world after you do that you are the master of this universe you can go around anywhere you feel like so you can roam anywhere on the planet earth it does not really matter lord brahma continued my dear priyavrata seek shelter inside the low opening of the lotus of the feet of the lord whose navel is also like a lotus the con- they thus conquer the six senses that is the mind and the other sense organs except material enjoyment because the lord extraordinarily has ordered this for you so suppose in the material world the lord has said you are supposed to be the king why are you not the king so go become the king krishna has given you that body for a particular purpose he has given you the body for the particular purpose that body has its own destiny associated with your associated with your varnashrama don't forget this it's associated to the varnashrama the body has a particular varna that you come from you have a certain duty associated with the varna to go and do those kind of things so you better do it so you will thus be always liberated from material association and will be able to carry out the lord's order in your constitutional position constitutional position means what duty you have come associated with the body which is related to the vedic injunctions and the varnashrama that is 
the one that you are born in. Shisukdev Goswami continued, thus being fully instructed by Lord Brahma, who is the spiritual master of the three worlds, Priyavrata, from his own position, being inferior, offered obeisance, accepted the order and carried it out with great respect. Lord Brahma was then worshipped by Manu, who respectfully satisfied him as well as he could. Priyavrata and Narada also looked upon Brahma with no tinge of resentment. Having engaged Priyavrata in accepting his father's request, Lord Brahma returned to his abode, Satyaloka, which is indescribable by the endeavour of the mundane mind and words. Swayambhu Manu, with the assistance of Lord Brahma, thus fulfilled his desire. With the permission of the great sage Narada, he delivered to his son the governmental responsibility of maintaining and protecting all the planets of the universe. So isn't that the job which was given to him by his father? His father had already told him, you know, Manu had already told him that this is the job that you have been born with, you have to rule the kingdom. You may be the highest devotee of Krishna, but this is the job that you have come with, you have to do it. And now Brahmaji has also come and explained the same thing to him. He thus achieved relief from the most dangerous poisonous ocean of material desires. Following the orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Maharaj Priyavrata, fully engaged in the worldly affairs, yet he had always his thought at the lotus feet of the Lord, which are the cause of liberation for all material attachments. Although Priyavrata Maharaj was completely freed from all material contamination, he ruled the material world just to honor the orders of the superior. Isn't this the same story as Janaka? It's the same, isn't it? There is no difference where he was also ruling the kingdom while performing spiritual activities. That means you have to be in this world as well as that world. Thereafter, Maharaj Priyavrata married Barhismati, the daughter of Prajapati, Vishwakarma. In her name, in her he begot ten sons equal to him in beauty, character, magnanimity and other qualities. He also begot a daughter, the youngest of all, was named Urvajaswati. Three among the yeah, three among these ten, name, namely Kavi, Mahavira, and Savana, lived in complete celibacy. Thus trained in Brahmacharini, Brahmachari life from the beginning of childhood. They were very conversant with the highest perfection known as Paramahamsa Ashrama. Now Paramahamsa Ashrama is a particular sect of people, those who are born, they are called the Paramhamsa. What they do is, they have a Jnana, they have Bhakti Mark, they have literally everything that is associated with the body. Most important thing is, they are not associated for any conjugal bliss. They don't have what is called as an association with a woman per se. Alright? They may be married, but there will be no conjugal bliss for them. They will be just married, the wife will be staying in one place. Basically, she is a support system, not for any other purpose. A Paramhamsa is devoid of all material contaminations in the world. Alright? So, this kind of ashrama, these three were born. Thus, situated in the renounced order, Hmm. Let us see if we can finish this today. The situated in the renounced order from the beginning of their lives, all three of them completely controlled the activities of their senses and thus became great saints. This is what I said, no? They have to overcome, overcome this and become great saints. They concentrated their minds always upon the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the resting place of the totality of living entities and who is therefore established and celebrated as Vasudeva. Lord Vasudev is the only shelter of those who are actually afraid of material existence. By constantly thinking of his lotus feet, these three sons of Maharaj Priyavrata became advanced in pure devotional service. By the prowess of their devotional service, they could directly perceive Sri Krishna, who is situated in everyone's heart as a super soul, and realize that there was a qualitatively no difference between themselves and him. His other wife, Maharaj Priyavrata, begot three sons, namely Uttama, Tamasa and Raivata. All of them later took charge of Manavantara millenniums. After Kavi, Mahavira and Savana were completely trained in the Paramahamsa stage of life. 
Maharaj Priyavrata ruled the universe for 11 Arbudas of years. Whenever he was determined to fix his arrow upon his bowstring with his two powerful arms, all opponents of the regulative principles of religion's life would flee from this presence in fear of unparalleled prowess he displayed in ruling the universe. He greatly loved his wife, Brahmati. With the increase of days, the exchange of nuptial love was also increased by her feminine behavior. She dressed herself and walked, got up, smiled and laughed and glanced about. King Barismati increased his energy. Thus, although he was a great soul, he appeared lost in the feminine conduct of his wife. He behaved with her just like an ordinary man, but actually he was a great soul. Now, this is a kind of a thing that happens in the material world where we think, you know, the individual is so much lost in association with his wife and children and so on and so forth. But it is nothing, it's just a show. It is an enactment. He is actually a great soul. So, you will find that he was completely lost in his wife, the king, Priyavrata, though he was actually a great soul. While so excellently ruling the universe, King Priyavrata once became dissatisfied with the circumambulation of the most powerful sun god. Encircling Sumeru hill on his chariot, the sun god illuminates all the surrounding planetary systems. However, when the sun is on the northern side of the hill, the south receives less light. And when the sun is in the south, the north receives less. King Priyavrata disliked this situation and therefore decided to make daylight in the part of the universe where there was night. He followed the orbit of the sun god on a brilliant chariot and thus fulfilled his desire. He could perform such wonderful activities because of the power that he has achieved by worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When Priyavrata drove the chariot behind the sun, the rims of his chariot wheels created an impression that later became seven oceans dividing the planetary system known as Bhumandala into seven islands. The names of these seven islands are Jambu, Laksha, Shalmali, Kusha, Kraunsha, Shaka and Pushkar. Each island is twice as large as the one preceding it and each is surrounded by liquid substance beyond which is the next island. The seven oceans respectively contain salt water, sugar cane juice, liquor, clarified butter, milk, emulsified yogurt and sweet drinking water. All the islands are completely surrounded by these oceans and each ocean is equal to the breadth to the island it surrounds. Maharaj Priyavrata, the husband of the Queen, Queen Bahismati, gave sovereignty over these islands to their respective sons. That is Agnidhara, Idmajava, Yagnibahu, Hiranyarata, Grahastha Prastha, Medatiti and Vitihotra. They all became king by the order of their father. King Priyavrata then gave his daughter Urjaswati in marriage to Shukracharya, who begot in her a daughter named Devayani. My dear king, a devotee who has taken shelter of the dust of the lotus feet of the Lord can transcend the influence of the six material whips. What are the whips? Hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age and death. And he can conquer the mind and the five senses. However, this is not very wonderful for a pure devotee of the Lord because even a person beyond the jurisdiction of the four castes in other words, as untouchable, is immediately relieved of bondage to material existence if he utters the holy name of the Lord even once. While enjoying his material opulence with full strength and influence, Maharaj Priyavrata once began to consider that although he was fully surrendered to the great saint Narada and was actually on the path of Krishna consciousness, he had somehow again become entangled in the material activities. Thus his mind became restless and he began to speak in a spirit of renunciation. And these kind of loops come in the system by the way. Okay. You are doing your Lord's duty. You are completely you know, in the world and suddenly sometimes you know, out of the blue something starts you on the path once again. Oh, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I should be lost in the Divine Lord. I should not be working like this. This kind of magic happens by the way, okay? <laughs> so even the king is undergoing this kind of a problem. The king was thus criticizing himself. 
how condemned I have become because of my sense gratification. I have now fallen into material enjoyment, which is exactly like a covered well. I have had enough, I am now going to enjoy, I am not going to enjoy anymore. Just see how I become like a dancing monkey in the hand of my wife and because of that I am condemned. So what madari, madari, you know like wife is doing and he is like a monkey going round and round. Imagine that going, <laughs> all of us are smiling because of that, okay? Madari. Yeah, she becomes a mother and then become a madari maybe. Who knows? <laughs> By the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Maharaj Priyavrata reawakened to the senses. He divided all his earthly possessions among obedient sons. He gave up everything including his wife with whom he had enjoyed so much sense gratification and his great and the opulent kingdom and he completely renounced all attachments. His heart having been cleaned became a place for the pastime of Krishna. Thus he was able to return to the path of Krishna consciousness, spiritual life and resume the position he had attained by the great grace of the great saint Narada. There are many famous verses regarding Maharaj Priyavrata's activities. No one but the Supreme Personality of Godhead could do what Maharaj Priyavrata had done. Maharaj Priyavrata dissipated the darkness of the night and with the rims of the great chariot, he excavated seven oceans. To stop the, to stop the requiring among different people, Maharaj Priyavrata marked boundaries as rivers at the edge of the mountains and forests so that no one would trespass under another property. As a great follower and devotee of King Sage Narada, Maharaj Priyavrata considered hellish the opulences that he had achieved by the dint of fruitive activities and mystic powers, whether in the lower or heavenly planetary system or in the human society. This ends the fifth canto, the first chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Activities of Maharaj Priyavrata. So finally, what does Priyavrata do? He takes up Sanyasashram and he goes away. So it is back to the previous story where we had started. But this was very important lesson for us to understand how we are supposed to do our Swadharma. Sometimes we are on the spiritual path. On the spiritual path we do not like to do our Swadharma. We feel that is like an imposition on us. We do not have impositions like that. You have to do what Sri Krishna has told you to do. There are no choices. Nobody has choices. Even Krishna has no choices. Please understand that. If he has taken up a body, he has to perform all the duties associated with it. That is what King Priyavrata was doing, wasn't it? He was equal to Sri Krishna in that particular order. So he was following exactly what his dharma was telling him to do. Swadharma was telling him to do. Meanwhile, following the spiritual path leading him to Sri Krishna. Sri Krishna himself follows the spiritual path. Meanwhile, performing all the material worldly duties that are necessary in this material world. He's got married 16,108 times to different ladies. Okay. He was, da- he was dancing with the gopis once upon a time. He was ruling the kingdom. He had his sons and daughters and this and that. And you can imagine, he was literally like a normal human being having all the normal worldly things to do. Meanwhile, performing every other spiritual activity in this world. So we shall stop over here today and we shall do this chapter now next time, then the next one. Thank you.